Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And uh, I took six months, seven months, and finally beat Horizon Forbidden West. It took us a while. It took a very long time. It came out in February, everybody. Yes. And then... April, May, June, July, August, September. Eight months. (laughs) Eight months (laughs) to beat Horizon Forbidden West. We had a discussion two weeks ago of, like, should we just give up on trying to beat it? And I finally Googled, like, how many chapters there were and, like, the story. And I'm like, you are literally in, like, the last five chapters i think we have to finish it and we did yeah i i stuck strictly to story i think i took an afternoon and did you found the throwing spear the legendary throwing spear. i went and got that because it's our favorite weapon oh my god that weapon's so good and then that was pretty much it i upgraded all the pouches i got that and we went for the final boss Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) if you love and die for open world games do we have a game for you oh, to play? <laughs> this we making it sound bad. This game actually has a very a lot of very good qualities. It is a very very good game and it has very good ratings. So we will go through everything. Yes. <laughs> Let me do a quick synopsis. We'll yes. go through some reviews and then we'll talk the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between here. Okay. So. Uh, fresh off defeating Hades, uh, spoilers for Zero Dawn if you haven't played it from whenever that game came out. 2017. Was that 17? Oh, yes. It is because the week <laughs> the the Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. Uh, Aloy notices the land is starting to die and goes hunting for uh, an AI program called Gaia. Uh, through some crazy story twists and turns, uh, this new blight covering the land uh, wasn't an accident and it was triggered from a far distance away from an enemy called the Zenus. Uh, so if, armed with gathering a whole bunch of allies and trying to collect different AI programs for Gaia to save the planet and defeat the Zenus. That's pretty much your story. All out in the West. Yes, you're on the West Coast. <clears throat> Not the East Coast no more. No. Is that where we were in the first one? I don't think so. I think she. they must have been like... Middle of the road. Yeah. The Plains States. The Plains States and then made their way over to... Okay. To California, California, here we come. It's super cool to the homeless. It is super cool, <laughs> especially now. Anyway, uh, Horizon Forbidden West released February eighteenth, twenty twenty two, for PS four five, and I believe it's out on PC. Uh, we... I think it's coming out on PC. <clears throat> okay, we played the PS five version. It's a PlayStation exclusive, and they've been releasing games on PC for whatever reason. When they say exclusive, they don't mean PC. They just mean non Xbox, non Xbox, or non PlayStation. When there's exclusives, oh, the Switch isn't going to run Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> yeah, I don't even factor Nintendo into no. that war at all. Nintendo's oh, just no. its own entity. Nintendo can do whatever the heck it wants <clears throat> they and just still be ran- successful. They just get random games released on there from time to time. So who knows what the heck's going on over there? Mm-hmm. Make a new Switch, Nintendo. Come on, we need it. We really bad. Yeah. We don't want to buy the OLED. No. Give us something good. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Wife time. Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Wife time. <laughs> That's what I wrote in the notes because she gets all the good reviews and stuff for I, I did enjoy. <laughs> Wife time. <laughs> On Metacritic, it has an 88 from critics mm-hmm. and an 8.0 from users. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, it's about what I figured. So I went to GameSpot. So, um, okay, yeah, both of these are a little long, so I'll try to read them very quickly. GameSpot positive. The main story also has its share of standout moments. One portion concerns helping the leader of the Tanakh tribe to put down a rebellion so he can make attempts at peace and cooperation with the eastern tribes. Another takes you into submerged underground Las Vegas strip to help some salvagers realize their dream of elevating their traveling storytelling act with technological wonders. The story can be uneven at times, but it's often good at keeping the focus on smaller scale stakes that feel like they actually matter to the people involved. The storytelling is aided by the fact that Forbidden West is absolutely gorgeous on the PlayStation 5. In both its graphics-focused or performance-focused modes, everything from the characters and their intricately constructed armor to the rusting ruins of cities with rebar jutting out of concrete to the lush jungles and windswept deserts is impressively detailed. It is a very pretty game. It's very pretty. Yep. <laughs> that is how that little quote ends. <laughs> it's like still playing this eight months later. We're like, wow, look at that water effect. Yeah. Look at how the sunrise, look at the lighting, just everything. It's climbing through the snow was very cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. Okay. Um, the, the game spot negative. <laughs> Also very lengthy. Also very lengthy. You just saw me scroll down on my computer. <laughs> it is a lot of stuff to keep track of, and the sheer volume works against Forbidden West as often as it works for it. With so many ammo types in the game, you wind up just carrying a bunch of weapons to cover all the elemental bases while not really caring about any of them. It's only late in the game when you start to find some demonstrably sick weapons that the arsenal feels like anything more than just a pile of junk in your backpack you have to dig through until you find a bow that shoots the right kind of arrows for a given situation. That's also an issue with the flow of combat. Forbidden West gives you more options in a fight, but it doesn't really change battles fundamentally from Zero Dawn. It just throws more ingredients into the stew. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. That's a lot of whatever. Uh, It is also frustrating trying to dig through your other stupidly large bag of traps and potions to find an item that can heal you or cancel status effects, as again, you're being chased down by apartment building-sized predator. It's worth noting that you can customize the bag to lessen options in it, but it doesn't change the fact that Aloy has so much gear and so many options that a lot of Forbidden West's good ideas about combat, stealth, trapping, and crafting get in the way of each other. They very much do so. Mm-hmm. I broke categories down. So I actually agree with a lot of the stuff here, first and foremost. Yes. And I broke down our categories going forward for everybody. I, I usually don't walk through it this way, but I just... We're going to do their storytelling elements. We're going to cover the good of the graphics, the gameplay, and then we're going to kind of cover the negatives because while the negatives are lengthy, I don't want you to think that this this isn't a game for somebody because clearly this game... It's really, got great reviews. It's got great reviews. A lot of people really enjoy this type of gameplay. I just have a lot of fatigue for it, and that word is going to come up a couple more times. I have open, I get open world fatigue with this kind of game. That was, I remember reading a review for Zero Dawn when it came out, because again, it came out at the same time as Breath of the Wild, which was the first open world Zelda game. And somebody was like, Breath of the Wild did it well, while Horizon Zero Dawn just did it overwhelming. Yes, very, very <laughs> and it's overwhelming. it's more so here. Yes. The real good about this game, their story is very good. Yes. Spoilers, even though it's been out for eight months, probably spoilers. Some There will be some spoilers, but let me just... Their storytelling, Guerrilla Games, tells a really good story. Uh, Zero Dawn was an amazing story. It's told very well. The twists and turns of that game are fantastic, and kind of discovering... 
what happened from the old civilization done really well. This game continues that. The character emotions seen on their faces, the conversations that you have, the people you meet are all very well fleshed out. The towns feel lived in, even though you can't talk to every every last person, mm-hmm. they feel lived in. You, They feel like they're alive and bristling with people milling about doing things. So when you walk into a town... There's life in that town. Things are happening. Different scenarios call for different things that happen. And once you get through the end of the game, you can revisit those towns with the blight disappeared and you can see the town, you know... Thriving. Thriving again. And that that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was actually really cool. The world building, phenomenal. The story in this game is actually one of the only reasons I wanted to keep playing it was for the story. Yeah, it actually goes... Um... I don't want to say it goes sci-fi because it is a little sci-fi, but it goes spacey sci-fi with the zeniths. There is, there is this definitely space sci-fi, and I wonder if we're going to deal more with outer space stuff in the next game. Yes. Especially because we have a rocket now. We do have a rocket now. Technically. We never go on the rocket, but we have. We saw rock- it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was where the final battle was. Uh-huh. This game... The narration, the pacing, it's very good. If I was just to have followed the main story, uh, I probably would have been done in like 25, 30 hours. Yeah. And this took me closer to probably... I should have looked, but it probably took me closer to 80 or 90. That's what I would guess, yeah. (laughs) To beat it total. And Nandra, this is me playing two or three hours in an evening, sometimes one and a half hours. You really want a good play session if you're going to sit and play this game. If you're the type of person that has four hours to sit and play a game, this might be an ideal game to play. Oh my god. There were so many nights when you were playing and like we got done and I was like, so how far did we progress in the story? And you were like, I just did all side mission stuff. (laughs) The, The side missions are like so fleshed out like that review said they feel like they actually matter because you are feel like you're significantly helping those people this is not a complaint about horizon this is a complaint about open world games in (laughs) In general general. (laughs) you and i'm sure this has come up before we're not uh, this is not an original thought i guarantee it but the entire game in horizon is based off i have this limited time to do something but then i'm just gonna go help this person gather materials for their armor piece they want to oh yeah that's that's a meme that goes around on tiktok a lot that's like zelda fighting off ganon for a hundred years it's like link gathering berries (laughs) yeah i have all this you're like hurry link and then you're off doing all these little it's same thing in this one you have limited time, and I guess it's part of the open. video game logic. I, I think it would be interesting, and I don't know how well it would work, that a video game mechanic, you have a limited amount of time to do something between main story points before you have to do... That should be the game we develop. ...the main story. And it can't, it, it, it can't be like, you know, maybe it would be you have 24 hours or 48 hours in-game to do... Yeah. Whatever you can fit in. Yep. And then you have to... Go back to the main story. Main story. Otherwise, something bad could... I, I don't know. I, I'm try, In my head, I'm making this up on the spot. But that's just... It's funny because you just don't have time to do what you think you have to do. Yes. 
but realistically you have all the time in the world between point a and point b even though everything yes. seems oh if i if i have time well yeah. but I, I had time <laughs> there, there's a lot of that with your companions in this where like you catch up with them you get a home base which is really cool mm-hmm. and a lot of the reviews i read doing my research said that you know a lot of people's complaints for the first game was that it was just aloy on her own mm-hmm. so this game was focused more on her companions so she's got her team which i love the team i wrote down all their names because mm-hmm. i wanted to talk about them so she goes back to her home base and you can catch up on like everything and then they'd be like this dire situation of like i'll i'll let you all know when we're ready to go and they're like oh but also if you have time could you potentially meet me in this general area which is miles from where the base actually is <laughs> so like you're talking about days worth of travel for yes. them and <laughs> or when she's like i'll tell you when i'm in the area and then you transport to that uh campfire that's across the country and then ping them on your focus and are like okay i'm here and they're like great i'm on my way and it's like is she just sitting there for like four days yeah. waiting for them to show up yeah <laughs> has a snack just hangs out v- video game logic dinosaurs don't like robot dinosaurs don't like bonfires nope it that's the only way you keep them out keeps them at bay <laughs> uh so let's talk about the companions yes katalo is the best katalo is the best he is just the absolute freaking best character he's in this one of game. the tanakh right yeah he okay. i think he is your tanakh yes because you kind of get <laughs> someone from every tribe that you encounter almost every tribe you encounter yeah so, so is it zoe or zoe 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 is from the plain song tribe yes yeah, so you have varl from the nora he's from the first game you get alva from the Quen. The Quen, who come from across the sea, which I assume is Australia, because we're on the West Coast. Uh, it probably... But they don't have Australian <clears throat> accents, but we're also a thousand years in the future, so... Uh, Erend from the Karja. I didn't even write Erend down. He's a Karja. He's a Karja, Oh, no, he's a Basram, right? Basram. Basram, but that's a Karja clan, I, I believe. There's so many different clans, but yes. Yeah, but he, <clears throat> he's an Asram. Uh, and then you get Beta, which is she is technically uh, a clone of clone of Elizabeth Sobek. So uh, technically Aloy's sister. Yes. Um, what was that? Regala. You you can get Regala. She's another Tanakh that you can. You're fighting her through at the game, but you can use her in a suicide mission. Which I'm assume take if you don't take her, you have to fight those specters rather than let her probably <clears throat> book your way through if you keep her alive. Yes. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, Silence is Silence. Is He's there. also from the first game. Uh, what is uh, Trinity's name? The actress. Uh, oh, Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Her name was too. Tilda Vandermeer. Yes, you get her. She's a Xena. She's a Xena. She turns on the rest of them because she watched Aloy's focus that they stole from her and realized like how much Aloy accomplished in like her 20 years on the planet and she's done nothing with her millennia and was in love with Elizabeth Sobek and let Elizabeth die. She had her own motivations. They weren't pure but she wasn't actually like trying to kill every or undermine their plan or anything like no, that. No, she just had her own motivations and still didn't care about the planet. She no. just wanted Aloy. Yes. Uh, who else? That was it for companions. You're right. That was it for yeah. the companions. Everybody I mean, gets their own little room <clears throat> in your base. You have Gaia, Gaia, technically, but she's an AI. And then you have to collect all the different AI Different seeds that make up her different components to keep the world in check. And that's technically... Are they Greek gods? I believe so, yeah. Poseidon. Poseidon, Hephaestus, Minerva? Minerva. 
and then uh, you got Minerva. You collect Minerva, Poseidon, and... You trap Hephaestus, and then you let Hephaestus go to infiltrate the, the Zenith space. Who's the Greek god that moves around really quick? Hermes? I think Hermes is the one. The other one that you get is Hermes. I believe it's Hermes. Yes, anyway, it, yes. it's irrelevant at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, I brushed up on my Percy Jackson. You're trying to get Hephaestus, which is like uh, the most powerful rogue AI. Yeah, he's overtaken like a couple of the other AI systems. So if you can gather enough to then, she can over basically overwrite and absorb him. But if she were to take her on like in the original form, Hephaestus would absorb her. And mm-hmm. that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Gaia is actually very cool. Yes. And she's what you need to save the planet. Yes. And Hephaestus makes the machines. Hephaestus so you, does make the machines. You kind of need him. And then Apollo and another one are lost. The Zeniths have them. There's a whole bunch of little twists and turns that happen through this game. Yeah, so the Zeniths were a colony that left Earth to go recolonize a planet. And they are, the original humans are still alive. Yes, they're immortal. They're immortal. They found they found a way to achieve actual physical immortality. There's twists and turns that lead to into another game, which... I felt like this game kind of ended on a silly note. It didn't like it was way too up, w- upbeat for something that was like more serious. Yeah, and it was a weird cliffhanger. Like it didn't like they super all, feel cliffhangery, but, but they all just kind of looked off into the sunset and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I guess I hope it's done for good this time." And I'm like, "It's not." There's yeah, a and Aloy is just kind of like, mm, "I'm gonna say nothing right now." Yeah. Even though she's normally like, well... Yeah, this this sucks, actually. Everything's really bad. Yes, that was one of the complaints that I read, that it was, like, she's too stoic because she's, all, she's like, her version of Batman. She is she is Lady Batman. She is Lady Batman. We're not Batgirl. Lady Batman. Lady Batman. <laughs> Kudos to Ashley Birch. You are our favorite. Uh, I do love Ashley Birch. And then, continuing along that line, uh, she is one of our favorite voice actors and actresses, and she plays Aloy very well. She does. All the actors do a very good job. Yeah, she's Aloy, Beta, and then you get a couple flashbacks of Elizabeth. Yeah, so technically if they're her clones, the voices are very similar. So it worked out. She does a great job with all the characters. Mm -hmm. All the voice actors do. They do. Catalo is very dry, very serious, and his comments (laughs) are just, he is a Drax. (laughs) He's so funny. He just cracks me up. Mm -hmm. He was excellent. Graphically... This game is next gen. We oh. were just saying this. Everything is beautiful. I didn't see any frame rate drops. I don't think we had any crashes either. This game was just pristine through almost the entire way through. I had a couple points where I thought the game was crashing, but it was just doing a weird... It froze for a second and then it would load back up. It was during like a save. I feel like you may have had one... Early on. One early on where you were like, oh, I broke it. Hmm. <clears throat> But I don't think you lost very much, or I might be thinking of a completely different game. Because, uh, again, we've played this for eight months. It's been a long time. <laughs> In the the past two months of playing it, it has not crashed. It has no, not no, broken no, no. or frozen. It's been real good. It's been really smooth. So if there was an issue early on, they fixed all that. So if you haven't dived into this game, it's it runs really smooth, especially on the PS5. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any problems with that. The combat was good. It's, but it's a lot of the same, but uh, it gets hectic once the stealth kind of breaks up. But that is, there's some new weapons, especially the exploding spear that you get, which is just clutch. That weapon is probably the best in the game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Truly. It does a ton of damage. It disrupts their movement and it's not too hard to use. I really, 
when I got stuck on a guy that I couldn't beat, I just pulled those out and just started lobbing those into him. Truly, and, that's how you beat uh, Tilda at the end, too. Yeah, I just whipped those spears at her the whole yeah. time. And it just drained her health right away. It does enough that it stuns them after a while. Mm-hmm. It was just... I had a, a thing that would just set enemies on fire with explosions at the end, too, so they could just randomly catch fire when you're throwing spears at them. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. <laughs> All that being said... Let me talk about some of the negatives, unless you have any other things you want to add in here. I don't think so. I might pop in with some positive things to combat what we're about to discuss, but we'll see. (laughs) They made a comment earlier that there's just more thrown into the stew. There's really more. There's a lot more elements in this game than there were before. Uh, Maybe not a lot more, but they added more. Which basically you have to find the right element for the right enemy type. So you're you don't like you carry two bows like of the same type, just one with ele- different elementals just to cover your bases. Yes. I carried the exploding spears, and I rarely used anything else other than the sharpshooter bow. That sharpshooter bow was nice. In the stealth missions, the sharpshooter bow is clutch. You take yes. off their helmet. The AI is dumb as a box yes. of rocks. And the human AI is dumb as a box of rocks. The robot AI is almost too smart. And their aiming is too good at times. Yeah, so that was the part of the review that I actually skipped over when I went blah, blah, blah. Um, It was, I'm just going to read it now because it fits. So it says, you'll usually sneak into a situation for stealth where a bunch of robots or humans are gathered moving from tall grass patch to tall grass patch to either set traps, snipe enemies, or pull off sneaky executions. Once you've tipped off the machines to your presence, though, combat can feel flaily. Enemies have a tendency to attack quickly and relentlessly, and your only defensive recourse is a dodge roll to get out of harm's way, since melee combat remains mostly a hit-and-run operation that's not ex- not especially satisfying. So when a scrapper or a wide maw charges, you're dodging attack after attack, hoping to get a little distance to draw an arrow and get a shot off before you go back to fleeing for your life. Yeah, I literally put in here that it is uh, dodge roll marathon combined with shooting when you can. Mm-hmm. And that is very much what it is. And if you're not hitting their weak spots, you're not doing damage. You're doing like 12 damage to that's why a this, giant freaking... That's why the spear, exploding spears are so good. Even if you don't hit the weak spot, it explodes and hits the weak spots. Yes. So you do spread out damage and hit a whole bunch of different spots at the same time. A lot of those larger robot battles for like side missions, especially in the beginning and middle when you weren't fully like upgrading your things because you weren't quite sure what bows you needed, just felt like they were hard for the sake of being hard. And they just felt relentless and not fun. They weren't fun to watch. And you're like, it's not bad to play, but it's not great. It gets old really quick. Very quickly. I felt like the elements didn't do enough to slow anything. Other than if something was was weak to freezing, that was probably the best because it literally stops them in their it place. It freezes them. For like 15 seconds. So you can freeze any enemy, but the ones that are weak to it freeze very quickly and you get five to ten seconds of just shooting them with your other weapons when they can't do anything about it. That was very nice. That's the best element for me. Everything else felt okay. The electricity's similar. They get stunned and fall over. But all in all, it just wasn't... It wasn't a satisfying upgrade from before. I almost would have preferred less elemental types. And leveling up your weapons was just a chore. You have to hunt specific enemies you have to go to their spots hunt them down 
Oh, someone's driving by. Yeah, we have a window open. And hopefully get the right parts you need. Otherwise, it's rinse and and repeat. I'll say they either have to drop it when they die or you have to make sure that you shoot it off before you kill them. And if you're too overpowered for whatever tiny creature you're taking on, it's just frustrating. I am not... I don't have the time to be that kind of gamer anymore, nor is it fun for me to farm materials for hours on end to level up a weapon. I didn't even level up any of my legendary stuff. I just let it be the basic level and used it because it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that fancy bow. I had, a, I had one of the... I had the legendary Sun's, bow. Sunscorger. Sunscorger, sun and then I had the sky killer or something like that. Sky killer, yeah, I think. Spear. They were very good weapons. Those are what I went and got. Every other special weapon I didn't use. Uh, I didn't mention this before, but when you get unlocked the ability to fly at the end of the game, that was really cool. That should have been like a mid-game thing. I understand plot point-wise why they put it where they did, because that was mm. actually very cool with the Tanakh tribe, and they based all of their tribe on... Wings of the Ten. Wings of the Ten, which is basically the army people jumping out of airplanes. Yeah. The Wings of the Ten, and so Aloy gets to ride on the wings of the ten and yeah. take down Regala's yeah. army and that was actually really cool. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I'll call him in a little bit. <laughs> anyway, there's a fun Genova for anyone that's my ringtone, anybody who wants <laughs> you to You want it. me to keep that in? Uh, I don't care. I could keep it in. <laughs> either way. Uh, the game who this is definitely for someone who likes to check boxes off a map. But that's not really what I like to do anymore. I like exploration, but I don't like farming for farming's sake. I I wish there was a different way to level up your weapon. And like pouches you can, at least with the pouches, you can buy the pieces that you need. Yeah, that was cool. From a merchant. So all I have to do Literally across like the hallway. (laughs) Yeah, so you could go and buy the pieces that you need, the, the things that you're missing, and leveling them up. I wish there was that type of thing for... Weapons and maybe there was. Maybe I didn't go to the right merchant for that. Maybe I had to go to a, uh, a bow vendor or something, and they would sell the apex heart that I needed. Yeah, I, I didn't fair. check. Maybe that's what I was doing wrong. Either way, if you do it the normal way and just farm, it's going to take you forever. You can easily put a hundred hours into this game or more. Yeah. And if you want to do all the little side quests and oh, do everything, God. it's going to take forever. Plus, there's a mini game called Striker. And that's like a whole chess type game in itself, and that would take a long time. Complete Horizon Forbidden West. I just want to see. I got. I get open world fatigue because there's too much to do, and I I know there's people out there that love doing everything. They like doing that kind of stuff. They like going through each area, making sure they do all the quests, filling in. And some of the areas, it was really fun to do some of those quests. Las Vegas was very Las cool. Las Vegas was sweet. It was really cool to go through old Vegas or the old new Vegas and, and light up the sky again and make it look the way it was uh, and do everything. Some people really are into that. I just am not. I get open world fatigue. I want to do all these side quests. I want to check those boxes. And then I realize it's just... So on howlongtobeat.com for completionist, it says the average is 89 hours. Um, leisurely is 138 hours to 100% this game. Jeez, oh, Pete's. 
So here, do you have any anything else you want to add? Or oh, I was just gonna say that I, I don't have... get the fatigue from this game uh, from games like Zelda: Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring, like I do from here. Those open worlds, I was compelled to explore. I wanted to do the little nooks and crannies. Because upgrading your weapon is simple materials that you find just doing your general exploration. This one is very specific, like, I have to go back here, I have to kill this thing 50 times to make sure I get the right pieces to drop, or collect enough shards to buy the materials that I need, and it just got fatigued. What caused me to beat this game was the story. The story alone is what pulled me through the game. The combat was good. Yeah. But the story was what was really, really good. Truly, that was what made it. And the voice actors, too. Sorry, that was my point. <laughs> I was just going to snidely remark, it's killing boars in the forest in World of Warcraft, like it, on South Park. It was. <laughs> leveling wasn't too bad, like the level up system. The skill trees actually weren't that bad either. But once I got all the little parts, I didn't care to do all the side little pieces of them either. That was a, another review was like, yeah, the school, skill trees are cool, but once you get like the main things that you want you're just kind of picking and choosing yeah i finished my stealth tree because that's the most useful thing you do is sneaking and then you do your hunter and your melee tree and then your survival tree and everything else is kind of irrelevant in different ways you don't really need them here's my other thing about this game okay and we've brought this up in prior podcasts that people may not have listened to because we only have like six listeners we have more than that but you know yeah Horizon Zero Dawn came out within a two or three week window of when The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out. Uh-huh. And Breath of the Wild was revolutionary. Yep. <laughs> slight overstatement, not really slight overstatement. No, it was, if it wasn't a Zelda game, it wouldn't have been as popular. Yes. But in terms of what they did with that open world, that is a revolutionary idea for open world genre. Yes. Horizon Forbidden West came out a week prior to Elden Ring which was the breath of the wild of this yes of that of this year yes it was the breath of the wild of this year and we were so desperate to play video games this winter because it was so slow there have been so many delays that you're like okay let's start this and then I'll play this and beat it and then I'll play Elden Ring and I knew from the moment you said, we'll finish this before I play Elden Ring, that that was just a complete and utter lie. Mm-hmm. So part of our problem was that we started Horizon Forbidden West, played it for, I don't want to say a week because you have D&D and life comes up. So three nights. And then you switched to Elden Ring and you put 100 hours into Elden Ring. Yeah. And then you tried to go back to Horizon Forbidden West. And it's nowhere near as good as Elden Ring Not because even close. you are a From Software person and you love your Dark Souls games. And I love the Zelda open world feel. And yes. Elden Ring nailed that better than any other game has. Correct. And in fact, I dare say, and I that's this is why I think Breath of the Wild again delayed the second game. <laughs> the uh, it's Tears of the Kingdom now. Tears. 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 It's Tears of the Kingdom. They delayed that game because of how much they improved the open world feel in Elden Ring. I'm a little, this is a side note, but I'm a little concerned for Breath of the Wild too because it looks like Skyward Sword, which wasn't super great, but we're going to wait and see. I'm hoping that it, it is what Skyward Sword should have been you, in terms is, of the feel. That is a fair hope. So that's my little, well, that's my little sidebar. So 
I feel as though if Horizon Forbidden West had come out in May, in June, when you had had your three solid months to just sit and play Elden Ring to your heart's content, which you did already, Mm -hmm. I think we would have been less jaded playing this. Yeah, if we still would have had the fatigue because it is a lot. And like, I love watching you play these for the stories for the most part. But there were a couple different nights where you're like, I'm going to play Horizon. And I was like, can you just not? I don't want to watch. I, uh, I've also, yeah, there's that. And I also am not convinced if I had three months, I would have beaten this game in that time frame. No. No, we would have slow rolled it. We would have been more focused on well, it. That's true. Yep, because what's come out recently hasn't drawn me into playing it. I literally beat this quick so I could start our Halloween. I well, it's we're recording this on October tenth. I'm going to post it in the morning so people will listen to Luckily, it. Luckily, this game, the next game I'm going to play on it easy. Everybody, I don't care. It's Resident Evil Eight. It's or Village, mm-hmm. and I'm playing on easy. So we can. I just... think it's. I think that game is. We. I'm going to make you look this up now. Is it? 10 hours, 15 hours. How long to beat Resident Evil Village? Nine and a half. Yeah, so hopefully I get this done <laughs> in like four or five sessions because yeah. there'll be me. I'll probably pop around some corners, do a little extra stuff. And on easy, it shouldn't crush me. I'll probably still die once or twice, but it shouldn't crush me. And so hopefully I can beat it in that time frame. Because Resident Evil games are shorter, but they're meant to be replayed. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to replay it. I just want to get through and take the story in so we can have a good Halloween podcast for everybody. But that was my other motivator was like, I need to get through this game so I can actually sit and play something else. You've been playing Tunic. Yes. Interspersonally with me jumping in here and there to play it. But Resident Evil is, it was a priority to get to. So I was like, I got to finish this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me ask the question. I do. I've been doing this more frequently. What would you rate this game? Just based off the story, but then give me your actual overall rating. Just based on the story, I would give it a nine. Okay. It gets very far fetched, so that it's not higher than that for me. I can do a fair amount of like suspending my disbelief, but this got kind of towed that line and Mm -hmm. stepped over it a little bit. Not in a bad way, but kind of like, oh, it's a video game. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Reading it in a book, I'd probably be like, what? Eh, I don't really buy that. All the other stuff. Seven and a half. So overall rating, seven and a half? Yeah, overall rating. That's pretty fair. I'm in that ballpark. My overall rating is a seven. I would give the storytelling, the narrative, all that stuff in there a 9.5. Uh, uh, truly, the if I just had to rate it off their gameplay, it would probably be closer to a five or a six. six. Yeah. But the narrative, the storytelling, everything else really helps boost this game. The graphics. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything else about it. But the exploration and the climbing. That's one other thing. Sorry to cut back in. No, no, no. Please continue. <laughs> this, it was. it wasn't good. No. The climbing mechanic was too clunky for me. I would forget buttons and then I, I'd fall off and I'd have to reclimb up areas. Not just at the end. I, I fell off multiple. I oh, felt constantly. Like constantly falling and not getting stuff set up right. I loved, one of the things I loved and then it felt more like a detriment towards the middle and the end was when you would scan your focus and you could see where you could climb on something. Mm-hmm. Like it scanned 
everything. It gave you little red X's where you couldn't and then the little yellow dots where you could. And I thought that was super cool. But then it was such a precise mechanic to climb that it was frustrating to watch you. And like Nathan Drake would be very jealous of some of these jumps that Aloy does on these cliffs. Okay. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but the problem is I'd be going back and forth between yes. things when I'm really trying to jump a certain direction. Yes. And I was like, this is just really obnoxious. I like, literally the last few seconds of the game, I. The, climbing clicked for me and that's 89 <laughs> hours in there however long i played this game so this game is definitely for somebody i think there's people out there that would give this a 10 out of 10 in a heartbeat because they love this kind of thing they like going to different areas they like doing every little quest there are so many different like ancient ruins that you are supposed to search around mm-hmm. and like find these particular artifacts and I think you give them to the dudes in Las Vegas. But like we explored, I think, two of those. And then afterwards, we just stopped. We just couldn't. We didn't care anymore. It was too much. There was too much to do. The payout and reward other than experience just wasn't enough for me. Yeah. There's so much you can do in this game, everybody. And it, if you really like exploring nooks and crannies, this game has a world. lot to offer. Yes. All the side quests are fleshed out. There's a lot of story that we There's just so missed. Many. And you can go back and do it after you beat the game. I'm just not going to. No. You, you you beat the game last night and you immediately deleted it off of your system. Yeah. There was zero hesitation. I was done. I was done with it. I was so happy to get rid of it. It was not, so funny. I, and again, I don't want to downplay because I really think Ashley Birch gave her best work and she did so This was well. fantastic. And she was also in Tiny Tina's Wonderland that released earlier this year as well. Yeah, so she's killing it. Yeah. And she's doing really well. The game is not bad, everybody. As much as I'm giving it a hard time. This particular kind of open world game is good for us, but it's not our cup of tea. It's not our cup of tea. And the problem is I'm going to play the third one. And yeah. I'm going to have a similar issue with the third and final game. I imagine unless they vastly improve how the open world works in here. And I really hope that they tighten up the combat system a little bit and make it more viable to go all balls to the wall and just go guns blazing into battles or make it more viable to sneak around and finish everything stealthily and make a better stealth mechanic. And then, you know, if you have to go balls to the wall, you can kind of switch between them more coherently and smooth two things i would like better stealth mechanic mm-hmm. and better hand-to-hand one-on-one combat the the melee was not good it was not good and there's melee pits you didn't do many of the melee pits but you did you ha- you're forced to do one, one of them. them and you're forced to do one of the hunting grounds yes and they're they not just... that bad i just didn't bother finding the other ones because i didn't care to go look for all of them right but even some of the reviews i read were like eh, the melee it's not great no it was so not, it improve didn't... both of those things it would help a lot that would help a lot less is more sometimes too they yes. didn't need all the extra elements maybe we have a way that i can carry all the various weapons at the same time not just a weapon wheel mm-hmm. would have been nice to, i don't know i'm i'm spitballing here I, there's a lot of little things that they could have done that would have really brought this game to a next level for me but i really want them to tighten up that open world i don't know how they're going to do it but it would be really nice if they could really tighten up the open world yeah I, Look at Breath of the Wild. Look at Phoenix Immortal Rising. Mm-hmm. Look at Elden Ring and look what they did and take some notes. 
don't explode my map. Let me explore. <laughs> There's a lot on the Horizon map. <laughs> I, I am the Assassin's Creed. The U.S. model for open world is lagging behind Japan by a, by miles now. It's really falling behind, and they somebody really needs to like sit them down and go. This genre is going. You're going to lose this genre very quickly if you keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's too much. It's such a fatigue. And there's so many other games out there that people can play. Oh, yeah. That they'll just look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll play Elden Ring again. I know you will. I, I'm still on the system because when the expansion <laughs> comes out, I got to play the expansion. I know. We'll do a podcast for that. It's oh, fine. You're so good. I, again, from software games, I don't mind for like the first 20 hours. And then they get boring for like the middle 30 because it's just killing boars in the forest. In my brain. And then, like, the last 10 hours are really good They're again. They're just very, very, very difficult boars in the forest. I know. They're like mega boar. Listen, They're like man I'm doing... Ba- I'm, I'm, rather than boars, I'm hunting man bear pigs. Man bear pigs. <laughs> it's like he's a half, half bear, half man pig. No, yeah. he's more of a... It's okay. I'm playing my own uh, version of a From Software game in Tunic. It's tough. It is very tough. You but it's to, very you had to beat good. that dude for me last night. But we'll go on about that in our two podcast. Yeah, skin podcast. of my teeth. Skin of my teeth last night, everybody. <laughs> it's, I, she is doing <laughs> just, I, I got very lucky. It wasn't my skill. No. A tiny, tiny bit of my skill, but it was mostly dumb you, luck. You had the, the From Software Dark Souls timing better than I did for that fight. So that was where you... Came out, came out, barely, notch above me, barely, and then the dude killed himself. I, it's fine. We'll talk you. about it in the podcast. We are at Gaming Marriage on Twitter. We're at Gaming Marriage at Gmail Send us your uh, thoughts. What you want us to play? Uh, if there's anything else you'd like us to do, if you'd like us to expand out how we do the podcast, let us know which ways we can do that. Would be awesome. Any anything else? Tell us we need to watch. Uh, Rising the Shield Hero Season 2. Oh, we do need to do that. <laughs> In Season 2 of Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, I know we need to do that. Well, maybe that'll be a winter. That'll be a December Crunchyroll. I'll just re-get Crunchyroll for like a month or two and we can just watch some anime. Hey, for Culturist, I could have, if I was going to New York Comic Con, I had tickets into the VIP Crunchyroll Lounge. <sighs> but we weren't going to New York Comic Con. <laughs> if you can get them for Detroit anything, let me know. I don't think so. Tell them to do it now. Do it now. All right, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.